with you in the house of the Lord for our VBS Sunday. It just happens to fall on our 4th of July Sunday as well. And so, uh, but uh, we got a good crowd here. Uh, we appreciate you being here with us this morning. I hope you're making plans uh, to stay with us afterwards. Um, uh, we, we've got a bunch of food uh, over there in the fellowship hall, and so um, I hope you'll stay afterwards with us, go over there, have some fellowship with us, uh, and then um, we will be um, having an afternoon service. So our services are usually at 630, uh, but when we have down the grounds, we often move our services up uh, right after um, lunch, and uh, everybody always says, well, what time is that? No, if, if I give you a time, you got to go home and say, I'll come back during a time, and you don't come back. And so I don't tell you what time it is. So just about when everybody's finished, we'll head on over here, uh, and uh, really uh, abbreviated devotion we'll have uh, uh, for the service, and then let everybody get home and, uh, and rest. So let's open up in a word of prayer, and we'll get started this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for the opportunity that we have to meet together. Thank you for the great week that you gave us uh, at VBS this last week, Lord. And thank you for the kids, and thank you for all the kids that are here today. Lord, we're so thankful uh, for them and th- for their families, and, and I pray that you would help us. It is our desire to be a help and a blessing to their families, and, and I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be able to do that, Lord, and give us a great day uh, around your word, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, uh, uh, again, visitors, thank you for being here. Usually we have a visitor time, but I just want to know we have a lot of families here, and I want to tell you. Uh, that we appreciate you being with us uh, and taking time to come and uh, worship with us this morning. Miss Mary Lauren. Good morning. Um, I want to just thank everyone that helped this week. We had 44 helpers um, this week. That included teens and adults. So if you were a helper this week, or helped any way form getting making this possible this week. If you could stand up, so we could um, give you a clap, <laughs> a round of applause. Thank you, because this week was awesome, and we could not have done it without you. So thank you. Um, I I probably should have dressed as my koala outfit today, just uh, liven things up, but. It's all right. (laughs) No one needs to get hurt, right? All right, so kids, we're going to um, start with singing. So if y'all will stand, and we're going to get on the stage. Teens, if you'll get behind them.
All right, good job. Okay, we are we had a verse for the week, and our verse for the week was Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Okay. I am his masterpiece, from the top of my head to the tip of my feet. I am his masterpiece, I matter to God, and he matters to me. See the setting sun on a golden beach. It's God's handiwork right there for all to see. But as lovely as this beautiful world can be, we are the masterpiece of all created things. I am his masterpiece from the top of my head to the tip of my feet. Another verse that we did this week was Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. There's a kangaroo, platypus, dingo, emu, koala up a tree. Wombat, numbat, cricket bat, red back, so many critters to see. Bandicoot, lorikeet, kookaburra, ha-ha, brain coral living in the sea. Flying fox, there's a croc, clownfish, the most wonderfully made is me. Wonderfully made, I'm so wonderfully just talking about another branch on the family tree. We're talking about a different tree. Uh, we're talking about trees. Thought we are talking about animals. Uh, animal trees. Just sing the song, mate. A bit faster this time. There's a kangaroo, platypus, dingo, emu, koala up a tree. Bombat, numbat, cricket bat, redback, so many critters who see. Bandicoot, lorikeet, kookaburra, ha-ha, brain barrel living in the sea. Flying fox, there's a croc, clownfish, the most wonderfully made is me. Wonderfully made, I'm so wonderfully made. Different than a wombat. What a great god, I'm so wonderfully made. Different than a dingo. Oh yeah. We're made different. For example, have you ever heard a camel try and sing? No, but birds can sing. Fair point. Very repetitive lyrics though. Let's try it faster. There's a kangaroo, platypus, dingo, emu, koala up a tree. Wombat, numbat, cricket, redback, so many critters to see. Bandicoot, lorikeet, kookaburra, ha-ha, brain coral living in the sea. Wine floss, there's a rock, lounge, fish, the most wonderfully made is me.
right. T- um, kids, if you'll come sit on the front row, and we're going to do our drawing. Y'all did wonderful. I do want to mention real quick, um, Miss uh, Mary Lauren um, recognized all the workers. And listen, th- this couldn't have happened without the workers. Uh, and so we're so appreciative of that. And there's just, I mean, I, I, I list all of the sections of uh, where workers were needed. And uh, there, there was a lot. And um, we're, we're so thankful for all of them. Uh, but I'll tell you, one that stepped up this year, I really felt like this year, uh, is the teenagers. And uh, a lot of these teenagers literally just finished their last VBS last year. And they stepped up to do it this year, and we couldn't have, we couldn't have done it without them. And uh, they have all the energy, and so um, we are so thankful for that. And uh, this year, and I'm not just saying this, I really felt like this was one of our best VBSs that we've had in, in, in a long time. And um, a, a big part of that uh, is Mary Lauren, and she just did a great job emceeing everything, getting everything done, getting everything in order. And uh, she had a lot of good people around her helping her, uh, but uh, she did a really good job. And I told her if she would have wore the koala outfit, I would have spiked my hair. But... Oh, well, too late. So sorry. So sad. So we got some prizes to give away uh, to the kids, um, uh, some special prizes for them. All right. We had um, a lot of fun this week with our, I don't know if y'all saw on Facebook, but Devin got pot in the face, and it was wonderful because <laughs> uh, the girls won the penny march, um, and we raised a lot of money for our missionaries' um, kids' Christmas, so that was awesome. All right. I'm drawing our name. Let's see. Who's it going to be? All right. For a skateboard is Albany. Woo! Okay. Now we're going to be giving a couple gifts away. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you're responsible for them when they leave here, okay? So just to let you know. Okay. Next. Okay, well, okay. Um, okay, is Easton, Easton Herbert, all right, you got a Bible and a whole bag of candy. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's a boy. Okay. All right, we're looking for a girl. We're looking for a girl. We're looking for a girl. <laughs> Harper things. Awesome. Okay. Oh, wireless skull candy earbuds. All right. Is Kaysen Manning. All right, Kaysen. Okay, uh, we got to do a boy and girl. So, my girl is Carrie. Also, and you got a guitar. Wow, that's so cool. And it's pink. All right, and the boy is Caden Williams. Woo! Wow. One more prize. Oh, whoa. Electric Razor Scooter. What? All right, ready? Jake Brown. Woo! Awesome. All right, congratulations on all the kids, and um, we appreciate uh, parents that you're bringing them, but you brought them today, and we're so thankful for that. Uh, we're gonna re- we're gonna release them here in just a second, uh, but uh, all week this week we've been taking up an offering uh, for the children at Christmas. So, 
uh, our missionary children at Christmas, we send them an extra offering, and uh, VBS this year uh, was going towards that. Our kids, um, well, you parents, uh, sent with our kids um, uh, right at $700 for uh, offering uh, this week, and uh, Friday, they just went nuts. We had to count 2,700 pennies just on Friday, 2,700 pennies. And uh, they, brought, they brought it in and brought it in and brought it in, so we're so excited about that. So this morning, it kinda, it's kind of neat because this morning is the first Sunday of the month. And the first Sunday of the month, we take up an offering uh, for missionary kids. And so this is going to go uh, with that. So what, what I want you to do, I've got, um, I've got them right over here. Brother Steve's got them. So I need you. Uh, we got a lot of kids this morning. So just the little kids first. Uh, go grab one, of the, grab one of those things. If you have change or money to put in, raise your hand. If you're a boy, come put it in the boy bucket. Girls, boy, hey, that was pretty close. <laughs> Girls, guys, pay attention. Here we go. One, I'll tell you what, y'all count him down. One, two, three, we're going to see who won. I got a feeling the guys might have pulled this out because there was a lot of dollar bills going in the guys' side. But we'll see. Girls, who's going to win? Yes. Yeah. All right, y'all count him down. One. I don't think so. There you go. Guys, congratulations. All right, that might have been a little bit rigged. Kids, I need your help with this. I need all the kids' help, all right? So, there's a bunch of adults that are in here that have been in church long enough, they know this song, and it's a good thing because I didn't bring my reading glasses today, so we'd be in trouble if we had to read out of a hymnal. But, we're going to do Jesus Loves Little Children. Y'all know that one? Alright, and that's adults too that know it. Sing along, this is our congregational. Jesus loves little children, all the children of the Black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. All right, fantastic. We're at this time going to ask our ushers to come forward, if they would. I know we, we recognized visitors earlier as far as hello and welcome. I tell you what we're going to do. If you would, real quick, if this is your first time visiting, I promise nobody's going to show up to your house, knock on your door. 
or send you a bill for being here today, I promise. Um, but if it is your first time, how about raise your hand for us so we can get a visitor's packet in your hand and we can get that filled out. There we go, got one to the left. We are glad that you're with us. Looks like everybody else is home team, and we certainly hope you'll choose to make us yours. All right. Wendell, how about lead us in a word of prayer before we go to the altar? All right, at this time, kids, we're going to dismiss you to, well, we used to say children's church, junior church, children's church, kids' church. You are dismissed. Y'all did a great job, by the way. Amen. Isn't it good to see all those kids? And uh, I'm so thankful uh, to have the opportunity to be able to um, make an impact uh, in their lives. And uh, I, could, I, could, I could spend the rest of the time up here uh, giving you names of people uh, that have really put a lot of hard work into this VBS. Um, but I'd be afraid that I'd miss somebody uh, because there's not only people that were up front, but people behind the scenes and uh, getting, uh, getting stuff done. Uh, in the kitchen and for crafts and for lessons and for decorating and sound and everything. Um, you know, things don't just happen. Uh, people, um, uh, people are behind it. And so um, really thankful. Uh, things were so smooth this year. I mean, I don't, I don't know of any hiccups we had. And, um, and so I'm uh, just super thankful uh, for all you that had a part in it and all you that um, couldn't have a part in it but prayed. Uh, we are so thankful uh, for you uh, as well, and um, I didn't feel like now, um, I, I, I didn't do some of what some of the others did during the week, but uh, in the past, I have felt like, oh my goodness, it's Friday, thank God we don't have to do this anymore. I didn't feel that way, I felt like we could have went another hour and a half, um, but uh, no, just kidding. But we really did have a great, uh, a great VBS, and so I'm certainly thankful for that. Uh, Joy Group, uh, Joy uh, will be serving ice cream uh, on Wednesday night from 6:20 until 6:45 uh, to all the church people. Uh, if you're interested in having um, uh, ice cream, uh, that'll be uh, on Wednesday night. If you are um, not planning on staying afterwards. Um, because there's like a dire emergency and you have to go to the hospital or something. Um, if you're not planning on staying afterwards uh, and you need to pick up your kids, they will be over in the fellowship hall, okay? So they take them over there a little bit. They actually have their own little section uh, over there. It just, makes it, it just makes it a little bit easier when it comes to um, the line uh, for dinner on the grounds. And so um, 
if, uh, if you are picking your kids up, pick them up over in, uh, over in the fellowship hall. If you are staying, you, you don't even have to worry about it. All you got to do is go get in line and get your own food, and then, and then you can bring your kids to the table if you want, or they're eating over there um, with the other kids, and uh, they have had such a great time this week. And uh, really, um, what we should have done is had not only the kids, but the adults can get up here and do, the, um, do, do all of the signs for the... Let me tell you something. Some of them were on the verge of doing a jig or dancing, and so uh, they were jumping all over the place, and some of these kids were a little subdued compared to what they were during the week. And, uh, but guess what? Getting up in the pulpit will subdue you a little bit and uh, getting up on the platform, but uh, they did a great job, and so we're so thankful for that. Acts chapter number 2 this morning. Acts chapter number 2. I just want to challenge you uh, this morning. Uh, we... Um, uh, I know we've got some families here uh, that um, that came to the VBS this week, and uh, two things. One, uh, thank you so much um, uh, for bringing your kids for the week, and then thank you for bringing your kids uh, uh, this morning. And if you do not have a church home, we would love for you to come here. And um, if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate um, uh, to ask any questions uh, that you might have about the ministries here uh, at Rankin Baptist Temple. If you have a, a, a good church home, uh, we're not up here to try to take you from the church home, your church home, uh, but uh, if you don't, we would love uh, uh, for you to come here uh, and worship with us at, uh, at Rankin Baptist Temple. So, uh, uh, again, thank you uh, for your attendance and this morning, Acts chapter number two. So this week, it was our desire uh, to be a help and a blessing to your kids, to your grandkids. And um, it was our desire uh, to speak truth into their life, to speak truth into their life. I was talking about it this morning in Sunday school and, and um, uh, we're going through Psalm 119 and we're talking about... Um, uh, what to do with the Word of God. And one of the things we need to do with the Word of God is we need to speak it. We need to speak the Word of God. And we talked about three things uh, uh, when it comes to speaking the Word of God. We need to speak the Word of God boldly. We need to speak the Word of God broadly. And we need to speak the Word of God believing. Believing. And so when you believe that you have the truth, you're more bold when it comes to uh, to the Word of God. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And so we ought to be spreading God's Word uh, uh, wide and broad in this world. And so it was our desire, we used this week Answers in Genesis uh, curriculum, and uh, as you can tell, Zoomerang, as it was called, uh, we were... Um, uh, uh, down under, down in Australia, and, uh, and, and they used uh, all these different characteristics and different characters and different things to portray the truth of the Word of God. What do we need in our world today? We need the truth. So many people today are, are living a lie. They're living falsehoods. They're living their own desires. They're living by, I, mean, I don't know if you've ever said this before, but I know I, know I have. I, I'm just, I'm just going to follow my heart. Well, Jeremiah said, the heart's above all things desperately wicked. Now, I don't think any of us would knowingly follow Satan. Well, here's Satan. This is Satan. Will you follow him? No, most of us would probably say, no, I'm not going to do that. But the Bible says the heart, is above all things desperately wicked. Don't trust your heart. What do we need to do? We need to trust the truth. This is what thus saith the Lord. And not only do we need to know that, but our children need to know that. We need to be, as Brother Wendell was praying a, a, a bit ago, that we need to raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And uh, this is not man's word. 
This is God's word, and we need to be sharing God's word. Our desire this week was to share God's word uh, with these young people. And you heard them as they were um, memorizing scripture verses. Matter of fact, uh, we have a wheel up here. And um, this year, we're going to have to make a little corrections to this wheel. Um, it's a little, getting a little rough. But uh, this wheel, they would spin this wheel, and they'd have these prizes up here that they could pick from uh, according to what, um, what color they landed on. And they got in the bag by bringing visitors, by memorizing scripture. Some of these kids got really excited about it. And they were memorizing scripture and they were sharing the word of God and uh, sharing verses that weren't even part of what we were, we were doing. Well, that's because you were giving them a prize. Listen to me. I'll give you a prize if you memorize the word of God. Isn't that a good thing? It's a good thing for them to, listen, Psalm 119 says uh, to hide God's word in our hearts so that we might not sin against God. And so hiding God's word, memorizing, memorizing God's truth and God's word so that we might be able to. Do you understand? We ought to be able to recognize error. No, wait a minute. That's not right. No, when we go to, when we, go to we send our kids to school or we homeschool our children, we teach them uh, uh, f- the fundamentals, uh, right? We start off with the fundamentals. Why? So that they know... That, hey, listen, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and 2 plus 2 will always equal 4. So if somebody comes along and says, hey, listen to me, listen to me, but they were lying to you this whole time, 2 plus 2 equals 5. No, 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 that's, that's not right, because this is truth. Do you understand the same truth with the Word of God? When somebody comes along with something that's uh, off the wall, we're able to say, no, 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 wait a minute, this is truth. And we need to know the truth so that we can not only share the truth, but that we can identify error and falsehood in our world today. Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. Look at these few verses with me this morning. In verse number 41, the scripture says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need." And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house, did eat their, uh, did eat their meat with gladness and, uh, and singleness of heart, uh, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And so I'm thinking about uh, what we were teaching the kids and what our desire uh, as a church is not only for our church but for our community and for the people that we go to work with and the people that we live next to and the people that are in our immediate family and our extended family and friends and what what should be our desire well I wrote down if you go to church here you know I've got about 16 points and I'm only going to give you a few because we're not going to have a whole bunch of time but I want, you to, I want you to grasp a hold of a couple things that we should have a desire, not only for ourselves, but for our family, for our church, for our community, everywhere our feet trod, it ought to be our desire that others and ourselves, number one, have a right relationship with God. Have a right relationship with God. It's an interesting subject. What is? God is. It's an interesting subject. If you talk, if you sit down and talk to somebody about God, and you talk to 10 different people about God, you're probably going to get 10 different opinions, maybe even 11. So many people today are really confused about what it means to have a relationship with God. Now, listen, 
I'm not talking about loving God. I'm not talking about serving God. I'm not talking about all those things. They come. I get it. I'm talking about having a relationship with God. What does it mean to have a relationship? You see, we have relationships all the time. We have a relationship with our spouse. We have a relationship with our children. We have a relationship with our coworkers. We have a relationship with our friends. So we know what a relationship is, right? But what does it mean to have a relationship with God? I believe that a lot of people in our world today are very confused by what it means to have a relationship with God. How do I know that? Well, just look at the differences that are in our world today. You see, God says here in Acts chapter number 2 that they were with one accord. That means they they were in one place. They had things common. They had unity together. Let me tell you what we're known for in our world today, and that is schisms and splits. And you have today Catholics and Presbyterians, and Episcopalians, and Pentecostals, and Baptists, and my goodness, you talk about people that can't get along. We are people that can't get along. You've got missionary Baptists, and Northern Baptists, and Independent Baptists, and Southern Baptists, and I mean, probably about 20 different flavors of Baptists, just Baptists. You've got Methodists, you've got all these different things, and they all believe something a little bit different Now, do you find that peculiar? Because I find that peculiar because as far as I know, there's only one Bible. So if there's only one Bible, there's only one truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So this is our litmus test. Not your opinion. Not John MacArthur's books. Not whatever somebody else's, D.L. Moody's books. What is the litmus test? The litmus test is the Word of God. So what does the Word of God say? Now, you know me. I'm a reader. I love to. I love to read. And I love to read all different kinds of people. And I read these people, and I, 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 I see what they have to say. But I always go back to the Word of God. What does God's Word say? Because get this straight and understand this. Or you're always going to be confused. Man can be wrong. God cannot. Okay? If we get that, right? No, that, seems, that sounds so simple. That doesn't, it, doesn't it sound like, that's, preacher, that's kindergarten. I mean, but, but if that's kindergarten, why don't we live like that? We don't live like that. I mean, I'm telling you, good Good people differ on different things when it comes to the Word of God. When the Word of God is clearly states what it states, this is when they say this all the time in church, God's Word's not a buffet. We're going to go over there and we're going to eat. And some good eating. I'm telling you, you need to stay because it's some good eating over there. But there's going to be some things I'm going to skip over. If there are collard greens over there, I ain't eating them. Just ain't doing it. I mean, if somebody, it's just God help you, but if somebody made liver, skip. I'm not eating it. Listen to me. If they put liver in front of me and said, you can't eat for three days until you eat that, I will go hungry for three days. I can't stand the smell of it. I don't like it. I like buffets because I get to pick and choose. At breakfast, No matter where I am at breakfast, if they don't have a buffet and I order, I said, listen to me, do not mess up and put a single grit on my my plate. If a grit is touching my eggs, I'm sending it back. I don't like them. I don't eat them. I get to do that with food. You can't do that with the Word of God. Well, hey, look, preacher, I love John 3.16, don't we all? I mean, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I love that. But Revelation, I'm not so, I don't don't really believe that. No, it's either all of the word of God or none of the word of God. Either there are no errors in the word of God or everything in the word of God can be an error. Do you understand the importance 
of our relationship with God that it comes from the Word of God. It's got to come from His Word. How do we have a relationship with God? Here's the common, here's the common mantra today of how to have a relationship with God. I just love Him. I love God. Who's God? What do you mean, who's God? You know, that higher power that's up there, up past the clouds, that lives in a place called heaven. You know, you know God, but, but who is he? Well, you know, the, the, the God. so many people can't even, can't even give you a description of who God is. And by the way, I'm talking about the specific God. I'm talking about the God. I'm not talking about a God. I'm talking about the God, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of the Word of God. How do we have a relationship with God? Do you know the Bible is very clear on that? We may be fuzzy, but God doesn't muddy the waters. Man muddies the waters. How do we have a relationship with God? It's only through the person of Jesus Christ. If you take Jesus out of the equation... You no longer have a relationship with God. How do I know that? John chapter 14, verse number 6. You know, Jesus gives this dissertation about him going away and coming back. And you don't, you don't have to be troubled. And if you believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Question was asked. Verse number five, how can we know the way? Good question, right? How can we know the way? Jesus said this. Listen to me. Now, I'm not trying to sound sacrilegious. I'm just telling you, either Jesus is God or he's a farce. Do you understand that? If somebody came up to you, right? Now, listen to me. If I came up to Miss Tina, I said, Miss Tina, I just want to let you know. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm God. Miss Tina would go, um, back up, weirdo. You know, you know, right? Because you go around claiming that you're God, something might be off. You're a lunatic or something's wrong because there's only one God and you're not it. And so Jesus, what did Jesus claim? I and my Father are one. If you've seen me, You've seen the Father. And Jesus said this after the question was asked, I am the way. He didn't say he was a way. He didn't say there were multiple ways. He said, I'm it. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No man, get this, now man means mankind. It doesn't, it's not talking about male. It's talking about mankind. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I'm it. You want to get to the Father? You're going to come through me. I am the only way to get there. If you want to have a relationship with God, it's got to be through Jesus. So often we want to talk about God, but we don't want to talk about Jesus. But you can't get to God without going through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the way to salvation. Think about this, this right relationship with God. When we have a right relationship with God. You see, I got saved later in life. I don't know when you got saved or if you're saved. But I got saved later in life. And nobody had to tell me I was a sinner. Nobody ever had to explain that to me. I knew that I was a sinner. Okay? But the Bible says all of sin and come short of glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not even one. There's not one person that gets a pass. Right? There are some people that you think to yourselves, let me tell you something. She, I mean, she is just an angel. I'm telling you something. He is just a great guy. Being a great guy doesn't get you to heaven. Being a, being a, being a sweet person doesn't get you to heaven. You know why? Because in our depths of who we are, we're sinners. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was lost. I knew I was undone. And I was glad that one day somebody told me, you know what? God loves you. Jesus loves you. 
Matter of fact, He loves you so much that He died for you on the cross. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. The Bible says He became sin on the cross. Matter of fact, Jesus cried seven sayings from the cross. One of them was, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God turned his back on his son. You know why he did that? Because of your sin. Because of my sin. Because of the sins of the world. He died upon the cross. He was buried. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took him down off the cross. They took him to Joseph's tomb. They laid him in his tomb. Three days later, he rose from the dead. And the Bible says that he is at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Did you know that Jesus was praying for you? That's what intercession means, is prayer. I'm glad for every person that prays for me. I am, I am so thankful. When I have my, uh, some of my uh, congregation come up to me and say, listen, preacher, I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. I say, praise God, I need it. But man, that compares, that's dim in comparison to Jesus praying for us. He intercedes for us on our behalf to the Father because whether you like it or not, whether the world likes it or not, and whether religion likes it or not, you can't get to God on your own merits. You can't. Matter of fact, do you understand this? You wouldn't even love God if He didn't first love you. I'm telling you, listen, I'm speaking, don't... don't Don't get mad at the messenger. I'm telling you the truth. This is what God's word says. And so Jesus died for us so that we might be, we might be, because you you do know, right? Go all the way back to the beginning. That's what what Answers in Genesis always does. Always goes all the way back to the beginning, right? And so, so you ever heard somebody say, well, why didn't God create a perfect place with perfect people? You know what the answer is? He did. (laughs) He did do that. The garden, right? Adam and Eve, and they blew it. You know why? Because man always blows it. I mean, we're the problem. God's not the problem. We're the problem. And you know what? That relationship was broken because of sin, and Jesus Christ has now provided a way that we can be reconciled back with that relationship. That's why Jesus died for us. That's why he was buried. That's why he rose again the third day, so that you could have life, and that you could have it more abundantly. And when we have this right relationship with God. Let me tell you where it leads. See, there's a lot of people out there that say that they're saved. They say that they have a relationship with God. And I'm not here to be your judge. That's not my responsibility. You're not going to stand before me one day. You're going to stand before God one day. Matter of fact, the person you're sitting next to, you're not going to, have to, you're not going to stand before them one day. You're going to stand before Jesus Christ one day. And you're going to give an answer. And so whether you're saved... Is, 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 is your deal, not my deal, right? It's my responsibility to share it. It's your responsibility to receive it. There's a lot of people out there that say that they're saved. They say that they have a right relationship with God, but there's no change in their life. Nothing ever happens. They stay the same. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. After I got saved, boy, there were some changes that occurred in my life. I won't share what some of those things had to be changed, but they were pretty bad. And they had to be changed. And I couldn't change it myself. Matter of fact, there were multiple times in my life where I tried to, but I tell you what had to happen. God had to do it. The Holy Spirit that now resided within me when I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, asked Him to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. The Holy Spirit came and dwelt inside of me, and He helped me, and He's still helping me. If you think you're perfect, listen, I'm just going to laugh at you. Because we're not perfect. We all make mistakes. You ever look at somebody else and you think to yourself, man, they got their act together. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The grass, I say this all the time, the grass may be greener on the other side, but it's likely it's sitting on a septic tank. I mean, we all have our problems. We all have our issues. 
But I want to tell you something. After we get saved, we should have a desire for some things. Number one, after we have our right relationship with God, we we ought to have a desire to praise Him. We ought to have a desire to praise Him. Do you have a desire to praise God or a desire to praise this world? So often, the mess that we're in in our world today and even in our churches today is that we have allowed the world to overcome us. Instead of being overcomers, we've allowed the world to overcome us. That's why the world has snuck into the churches. It would deplore you to think about some of the things that happen in in what people call God's house. It's absolutely unbelievable. Some of, the, some of the fighting and some of the schisms and some of the attitudes and some of the debauchery that goes on. You see, we readily say, oh, no, wait a minute, murder. No, no, no that's, that's wrong. But then we'll go into church and we'll, we'll, we'll gossip our heads off. Well, that's okay, right? No, 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 gossip is sin. Just like murder is sin. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you should get the death penalty for gossip. I'm just telling you, sin is sin, folks. This, this schism, let me tell you, there's some things that God hates. You know what's on the top of his list? Pride. Pride. Top of his list of things that God hates is pride. And so often we walk around with his big head thinking that we're better than what we really are. Do you know what we need to do? We need to clothe ourselves with humility, and we need to praise God. Praise God that we're not in a ditch somewhere. Praise God that we're not in prison somewhere. Praise God that, we're not, that we don't have this problem or that issue or this problem. We ought to be praising God every moment. So, write this down, Psalm 150. It's the praise chapter of the Word of God, Psalm 150. Praise ye, praise ye, praise ye. Praise ye. Praise ye on these, all these instruments. Praise ye. And by the way, Psalm 150 wouldn't even be allowed in a lot of Baptist churches. Because you can't have that instrument. And you can't praise. And let me tell you something. If you're offended, if you're offended because somebody else says amen, you're in trouble in heaven. Because let me tell you what heaven's going to be about. It's going to be about praise. And you should never be ashamed, especially at charge. You should never be ashamed to praise God. You should never be ashamed to raise your hand. You should never be ashamed. Does things get carried away? Yeah, when sensationalism and emotionalism get involved, sure. I believe that. I've been in churches, listen to me. I've been in churches where they were throwing the hymnals in praise. I mean, they'd be throwing chairs in praise. I mean, they'd be jumping pews and getting, uh, just don't hit me. You know, just whatever. It's great. I want you to understand something. If you're truly praising God, and if somebody else is truly praising God, there should be no reason you're offended by that. And if you are, it's a heart check. It's a heart check. I get it. I get it. Sometimes things are carried away. I get it. I understand that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about uh, this this, uh, attitude of praise that we should have salvation and a right relationship with Jesus Christ should lead us to praise. Number two, not only should it lead us to praise, it should lead us to purpose. Why are you here? You ever ask yourself that question? On Sunday morning, when you come to church, do you ever ask yourself, why am I here? Did you come here by accident? Did you come here on purpose? Did you come here for purpose? That's an important thing. You see, generally, generally when we're looking for somewhere, we're looking for what can you do for me? What about what can I do for you? How can I be a blessing? How does God want to use me in this capacity? I tell people all the time, listen, I tell people that are, that are praying, I said, please, please pray for us. We're, we're looking for a church. And I tell them this, I, I don't know how many times I've told people this. I said, listen, I'll pray for you that God will lead you to the right church. And then selfishly, I'll pray that they'll lead you to my church. 
It's good to just be truthful right up front. Why? Why? Because we all should be a part of a church so not only that we can be fed, but that we can serve. Do you know, the book of Esther is a great book. It's an interesting book. Do you know the name of God is never mentioned in the book of Esther? And it's interesting. The world will say that. Oh, it's never mentioned. But it's all over the book of Esther. God's all over the book of Esther. You remember when Esther becomes queen and, and, and Esther has got to go before the king. Well, the king's not like the president. king's not even like the kings of today. The king had sovereignty. The king had ultimate power. If he didn't like you, he could have you killed, jailed, whatever he wanted to do. He could have it done because he was the king. And the only time you ever came before him is when you were summoned to come before him. I want to be a king. I don't have to worry about people. Just, hey, if I don't call you, don't come, right? Um, I'm just kidding. But that's, the, that's what the king was. And so Esther ended up having to go. She wasn't summoned. And Mordecai, her uncle, said, hey, you need to go before the king. And Esther's like, look, I could lose my head, even as his wife. I could lose my head if I went in uh, unto the king unannounced. And Mordecai made a statement that we quote more out of the book of Esther than any other verse. And Mordecai looked at Esther and said, listen, God might have you here for such a time as this. There's, there's a purpose behind this. Can, can, maybe you can't see it, but there's a purpose for your life. Do you understand that God has blessed you, that God has is, God is, uh, gifted you? And he wants you to use those gifts for his honor and for his glory and for his purpose. And a right relationship with God gives us a desire to want to do something for God, to have purpose in our lives. Last one, right relationship with God leads to praise, it leads to purpose, and then it leads to promise. It leads to promise. We just, um, the kids, uh, their main verse for the week uh, was Psalm 139. Psalm 139, in verse number 14. This was the verse that they, they got this verse every single, every single day through the, throughout, um, uh, throughout um, uh, VBS. Psalm uh, 139, in verse number, uh, verse number 14. The scripture says this, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully... And wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul uh, knoweth right well. Marvelous are thy works. You see what we enjoy in our, in our, in our churches today, what we enjoy in our, in our Christian lives today, is the promises of God. The promises of God. The future, I believe it was, I believe it was um, Lee Robertson said, our futures is as bright as the promises of God. The promises of God. You get down, you get depressed, praise God for the promises of God. You get physically ill. Anybody ever been physically ill? A couple of us. Anybody ever been in pain? A couple of us. The rest of you are liars. We face physical ailments, don't we? They physical things, and boy, they can be discouraging, especially when they don't go away, when that nagging pain in the knee or that nagging pain in the back or whatever that is that you're facing uh, in your life. Uh, praise God for the promises of God. I talked to um, uh, uh, Miss Judy. I talked to Kathy yesterday at the, at the 50th anniversary, and um, I said, I said, Miss Kathy, I just want to let you know we're praying for you. And and it was so encouraging. She said, thank you. And then she said this. She said, yeah, God has been with us every step of the way. I mean, they've been through, they've been through a lot. The Nolans, our missionaries, they were in the Arctic, up in Nuvik and Klavik. And they came home because Miss Pam got sick and she got cancer and she just got bad news that her cancer spread and grow and they can't do nothing else for her. She just found out that she now has the, the cancer spread to her brain now. And um, in, in every 
single letter, every single text is, but I'm telling you, we might be going through this, but God has been so good. Now, it's easy to say that when you got money in your pocket. Nothing's hurting right that, right that minute. Maybe you're in your recliner. You haven't moved yet because nothing's hurting. And everything's going really good. It's easy to say, praise God, God's in control. But let one thing go wrong. And what do we do? We end up getting mad at God. We end up getting mad at the church. We end up getting mad at somebody else because we have this idea, and I don't know where it came from, but we got this idea that now that I'm saved, nothing bad should ever happen to me. But face this, it's a reality. Bad things happen to good people. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Now, let me tell you something. There are bumps in the road. Warren Risby wrote a great book uh, called Bumps in the Road. And I'm telling you, there are bumps in the road, but praise God, we have the promises of God to get us through. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning, our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't have that right relationship. You've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this morning that God loves you? He loves you supremely. He loves you sacrificially. He gave His life so that you could be reconciled. Our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. But when we get saved, He imputes His righteousness to our account. Do you know Him as your Savior? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him? You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down. I'm not going to come to where you are. I wouldn't embarrass you in any way. I just want to pray for you by need. Please remember me, preacher. I'm not sure I'm saved, but I want to be and I need to be. Here's my hand. Pray for me. Is there one? Maybe you're saved. You've trusted Christ as your Savior. How's your praise? What, do you, what are you doing for the Lord? What's your, what's your purpose? You're never going to do your purpose if you don't know it. You need to find out the purposes and promises of God and be wake up out of sleep and begin to serve the Lord. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, the piano playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Maybe right there at your seat. Right here at the front seat, maybe you just need to ask God, God, reveal to me, reveal to me what your purposes are for my life. God, reveal to me your promises that I might be different, that I might be changed, that I might be more like you. If you need to come, for whatever reason, this morning you come. Amen. Good to see you this morning. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. This is what I want you to do. If you are visiting with us because you're here because of